0: Welcome, people.
1: Welcome, people. What episode is this? Episode 11?
0: Something like that.
1: Episode 11. Welcome, guys, to the Evolved Idiots Podcast. As always, my name is Mike Mendoza. This is...
0: Here with you, Matthew Nathaniel.
1: And I don't know if you guys heard the news or
0: not, but your boys... There's a lot of news. Your
1: boys... What news? ...are are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. What else? Uh, Google. Google, Google podcast, yeah. we're, we're, we're spreading SoundCloud. our SoundCloud, we're spreading our Google seed all over the world. And we thank you guys for joining us in growing the cult. I hope you guys have been well. What, what are you do you up to this week, man?
0: Uh, work is normal. Work is normal. I did go out for uh for a run this weekend for yeah. the first time in many months. And, okay. Uh, you know, how was that? It was all right. You know?
1: Were the were the trails crowded? What were, what were they like?
0: There were a few people out. Um, you know, some people. I noticed that people who had masks on, but they would kind of have them pulled down until they come across somebody. Right. Um, I had a few people look at me kind of weird, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't wearing a mask. Running because I was actually running, they were walking, and you're outside too. I was outside. I mean, I moved way over to the side of the of the of the trail and turned my head when and held my breath. I tried to even hold my breath while I went and by them. The, I tried the to fit. be very respectful, yeah. but like, uh, it's it's too like running many miles in a mask is just I, I it gets sweaty and heavy and wet and. Now, most of the time I don't complain about the breathability out of it, but once the mask gets saturated with sweat, oh, that yeah. becomes very, that becomes more challenging. Of course. It's like waterboarding yourself.
1: And, and like we said before, like for me, it's like if it we're indoors, in close proximity, wear the fucking mask. If you're outdoors, you know what I mean? I'm a little bit more loose with it. I'm a little bit more yeah. like if I'm outdoors and no one is on the street, you know what I mean? Then what? what?
0: Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like. I mean, if you're outdoors and you're in a big crowd, you know, wear a mask. Yeah. Right?
1: If you're, if you're, you know, out there, you know, doing your protests, getting your protests on, only, yeah. wear your fucking masks because yeah. it's, it's not a game, right? Um,
0: it's not a game. People, people are, people are, I mean, I, I've, I've heard a lot of conspiracies that It's not even real, but there's 4 million cases now in the U.S. and, you know, about 175,000 deaths. I mean... There's something to it. There's something you to know it. What I mean, we do need to be careful, but we do need to have like some leadership that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Again, we've har- harped I feel like we harp on this a little bit every week, but What's what's going on right now? It that's is. why
1: that's why. And it's affecting like it's affecting me personally, yeah. you know what I mean? Like so these these issues are are deeply personal to me and, and my livelihood and my my you know my boss and and my coworkers yeah. and and my students as well so it affects everybody you know everybody that i know it is affected them you know
0: i just wish there was some consistency about it you know that's my biggest
1: well my it, biggest it
0: grumble like you've got Gavin Newsom out here who's really kind of taken a more strict approach to you know trying to combat the the outbreak and then you've got Florida, who's so, there's so many mixed messages, you know, the gyms are open, the restaurants are open, bars are closed, the convention got canceled because they can't hold a crowd, but yet they're forcing kids to go back to school yeah, uh, full time. I mean, there's no consistency to the messaging on how we should proceed. If we just had some leadership and look, you know, again, we've said it, it's not going to go away. It's not going to just, you know, uh, disappear. I I think, you know, I heard uh, that the vaccine, Gates's vaccine, might not be really uh, available until, you know, next next spring officially. So, like, we're dealing with this for several months. The reality is we can't keep everything closed for the next nine months. You know, that's a full year that we've closed down everything, if that's the case. And we can't do that. Yeah. So we need to have somebody that can say, okay, we need to keep things open. But we need to take steps and precautions that make sense that are based on science that will allow us to stay operational
1: and, and on top of that it's like this we're, we're in for me the academy's closed again right we're in our second they shut down uh, gym operations uh, restaurant operations if you can't seat people outdoors they shut that down um, they shut a lot of us step for the second time and we still have no notice on, a time frame. When can we? When can we expect to be open back up? So it, it gives you that certain like uh, that unknown feeling, and that you're kind of being like neglected. You know, yeah. what I mean? like then you you know like do these people really give a fuck about small businesses and, and the livelihood of of people? I don't. I don't think they do because you would take a little bit more consideration making these decisions and uh, informing the businesses and their employees what the time frame looks like. Hey guys, we're going to shut you down. Give
0: right, us two right, weeks, right. give us three weeks, you know, but,
1: but there's nothing, there's nothing. It's just been a lot of on, in terms of Gavin Newsom and Garcetti talk it, for them, it's just a dick measuring contest. They feel like they're not being listened to. They're, oh, you guys got to listen to me right now. It's, it's their, it's their fucking inability to relinquish their power or like lack of their power. Like, that I think they're kind of masking with their like bravado right now their stern bravado um and it's just not it's not it's not serving anything like for for us being in the fitness industry shit being unknown of when we're going to go open back up you cannot tell businesses to shut down and have no idea when you can be at a working capacity it doesn't it doesn't help you know rent is still due uh, all this shit is still due, like, fuck, you need to let us know. That is that is your job. You know what I mean? Like, you, you you work for the people. We don't work for you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's also very interesting, like, most of the time, and I think a lot of the reason people are having uh, questioning the authorities on this, the CDC, the scientists, the doctors, we're seeing a lot of conflicting things. The story keeps changing you know where first it was masks weren't all that important and then it was you know wear a mask you know and now and and now i've even heard that you know asymptomatic we were told asymptomatic people could could transmit the disease Now I've heard, you know, not from the CDC, but I've heard other scientists talking about that some they're starting to question as to whether or not asymptomatic people can transmit the disease. If asymptomatic people can't transmit it, it totally changes the game on how we can be operational with, with this. So that would be big news. But I think it's very important for people to understand just because the scientists and doctors recommendations keep changing or continue to evolve. I don't think that that's a reason to not believe them or discredit them. The thing that people need to keep in mind is that these they're using the scientific method and the scientific method is thorough and it is efficient, but there's a lot of trial and error that goes through the scientific method because you're trying to prove something through repeated procedures over and over again to make sure it's valid. And Usually this process is done behind closed doors but with covid it's being done in front of the public and the public keeps getting this con- you know i think it's important for people just to remember that you know normally this process that works it does work the scientific process works scientific method works but you have to be patient with it you know yeah. don't don't just think that everything's hogwash because you know what they're recommending three months ago is different than what they're recommending today. They've learned something, and it's and that's what scientific progress is,
1: yeah, like in terms of the science community, I agree with that right in terms yeah. of the the politics of it all I don't yeah I'm, I'm unsure you know what I'm I mean? super
0: like- <laughs> unsure what the politicians are doing with the scientific uh data that that's the concerning part,
1: yeah, and especially right now, we're in the last week of the cares act being you know like for who's whoever's unemployed
0: your unemployment benefits yeah
1: they, they the, run out the extra 600 a week runs out the All eviction
0: the sh- moratorium is is out. potentially up now i've heard that they're going to extend the eviction moratorium with this new stimulus uh i don't know whatever fancy name they've given the new stimulus the second stimulus but yeah i mean it's being highly debated right now yeah. you know i mean obviously we again there's only one party, so they're they're fucking you no matter what. Yeah. But you know, Democrats are kind of pushing to have more benefits. Republicans are wanting to do a more scaled back benefits. And I haven't heard talk, but they're scheduled to go on break for an entire month in August. And so if they don't get this done by the 31st of July, then September. September. If they 1, go on break. Well, recess, right? So it'll be September before they come back. Yeah. So they need to get this done before before the thirty first. Well, here's the which, thing is, which is, is less than seven days. Is
1: even if they get it done, these motherfuckers should not take breaks.
0: They absolutely should not take a month off. Yeah. I don't know many Americans that are able to take an entire month off at a time yeah. to go on vacation and go on break. I mean, that and is- as a, as a leader. You sure as hell don't go on vacation for a month when your country is burning. Yeah. And I mean that metaphorically. I mean, I know there's some protests, but like there's so much going on with COVID, the protests, the unrest, the election. How the fuck do you yeah. go abandon if, ship right now? If
1: you if 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 they go on break for a month while the unemployment rate is sky high right now and people are suffering, people are Worry. Have no plan. Have no plans. That is a failure of leadership to the hundredth degree. They
0: no longer deserve to be the leaders in this country. We need to recall. They should all be voted out. I mean, and you know i i i am i i would almost like that's a dereliction of responsibility the likes we have not seen since marie antoinette
1: no we need to rise up against these motherfuckers because then if they take a month off you like you 110%
0: know they don't give a fuck about absolutely you, you might not be able to pay your rent yeah and they're still getting their paychecks they still have their health insurance yeah and they're going to go take a month off in the middle of this. Two months before what they're claiming is the biggest election ever.
1: Yeah, and here's I mean, my thing with that is, like, the people making these decisions have been the least affected by what is going absolutely. on right now. So, to me, it's maddening. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're they're, they're making these decisions from their fucking castles. You know what I mean? Like, it to me, like, how can you empathize – with a population that you share nothing with that you know it doesn't make any sense to me
0: i mean this is uh, it's a good it's a good argument for terms to put terms on these people yeah there's no reason you know i i don't think that being a politician is supposed to be a lifetime appointment i think as a society and as a democracy we would be much better off if we had you know, a certain amount of term, uh, a term limit on everybody in politics, yeah. you know, like these guys that stay on there, like uh Mitch McConnell and them, the that have been politicians. They've been there forever. They're so, and also it helps eliminate the ability to, of the corporate overlords to just rule our government. Yeah. Put term limits on them. You're cycling people out, you know, every I don't know eight ten years you know put put eight ten year twelve year limit put a twelve year limit on it that's what three terms for most if they're you know I yeah. mean outside of the president put twelve years on it that's reasonable it gives them enough time to go in there to learn the ropes to get some shit done. But it also gets them back out of there before they have time to be so ingrained and so like numb to to the average person. And they start stacking their own, you know, portfolios and doing the insider trading and all these kind of things where they're self enriching. Mm -hmm. That's that's where we lose them. Like, let's put some term limits on it. Yeah. I'd love to have ranked choice voting and term limits. Term limits would be great because
1: it's these people don't care about you you know what i mean no. like
0: we need average people cycling in every few years yeah. you know to- because
1: then they would actually like want to make a difference it keeps it the, the blood fresh you know what i mean like it keeps everything fresh with fresh ideas and it's it's funny you know like i told like last podcast i was talking about like i know a lot of political fundraisers and stuff and it's like they're like oh you know they, they post on their stories, the next POTUS, so excited. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, if you're so – like, if you're excited for either one of these dumb fuckers, like, you you can
0: get out of here with that if shit. If your life sucks right now, Joe Biden's not going to save yeah, you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a, a a baby that he's trying to sniff.
0: I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying that Trump's any, any better. I mean, he, he – that asshole, like, wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. good, l- good luck or wished her well. Wished her well. Know? I wish her well. You know, did you – and I don't know if you caught this. Andrew Schultz had a really good piece yeah, online about, about def- this. People
1: defending pet- Yeah, pedophiles. It's
0: like basically both – sides so the Democrats are being quiet about her and Trump's wishing her well. Yeah. Neither <laughs> side wants to piss her off because she's got dirt on both sides. And, you know – and it's like really whoever wins the election is going to have the authority to pardon her she might flip on who whichever side loses the election yeah i'm i'm wondering
1: what they got on her already you know i'm wondering what they got like i wonder what's going to unfold from all all this it's going to be fucking i
0: don't understand why it takes a year to put someone to trial she's she, her trial is not for a year yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of Things that can happen in a year. a lot year. of
1: assassins that could come get her. You know what I mean? A lot of assassins that could come get her. But with, with the second shutdown, <laughs> it's given me time to start binge watching shit again. Yeah. Um, I know we started watching. Uh, uh, we, we've we been wanting to watch this for a while, but we just didn't own the... Uh, ESPN. No, already, I can't like. sign
0: up for all the fucking streaming yeah. services. Too many.
1: But The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary or the Bulls documentary finally came on Netflix. Netflix eventually gets everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was dope. It was it was a great documentary to watch. I've also still been watching um I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, about uh Pat Oswald's wife trying to hunt the the Golden
0: State Killer, or whatever his name State is, also
1: known as the the East Area Rapist. Um, so you it don't like them West Side. <laughs> the East Area was. But watching these two documentaries, like although there there's a stark contrast between the two. Of course, one's a sports documentary, one's a true crime true crime documentary. Right. For me, it it, it was great watching these things because I got to see and like feel through watching the documentary, what drive, what, what driven people like, uh, what, what driven successful people like what their psyche is. You know what I mean? Watching Jordan talk about, uh, practice and, and, you know, not liking to lose and watching, um, you know, the true, true crime documentary about like how the case consumed her, you know what I mean? And how, you know, she physically went to these different spots and started talking to detectives and people involved in the case. What dr- what driven people are like, it fascinates me. Like like we talk about Jocko and all these other guys. Like driven people, I'm attracted to driven people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those are characteristics that are, are, are fascinating for me to watch.
0: Yeah, I had heard a lot of, you know, I had heard – people criticizing Jordan or saying that Jordan kind of came across like an asshole because he was hard on his teammates during the documentary. But when I watched it, I didn't really, he didn't come across that way to me at all. He wanted to win. He He wanted to
1: bring people with
0: him to win. That's what leadership is. And maybe, you know, I think it's also very important for people to understand that the leadership that is needed at the time is not always well received in the moment, but in retrospect, people do realize it's exactly what they needed to get where they wanted to go. Yeah, You know, yeah. Pe- people people just have to be open to that. I mean, Jordan did what he needed to do. He was there to win. He wanted to be the best. And, I mean, that whole documentary just really made me, like, I had almost forgotten how good he was. I mean, yeah. it's been so long since we've seen him in his prime. I mean, he, he could just... Dominate the only person that really came out like an asshole in that documentary was Jerry Krause. I mean, how the fuck do you dismantle uh, a team that's won six in eight years, six championships in eight years, and you're not going to bring them back for one year contract to try to get a seven? I mean, just let if they get beat, they get beat, but that's that's the game, yeah. You know, just because you had personnel, just because you had a Napoleon complex. I mean, <laughs> goddamn. I mean, but he did build those teams as well. He built the teams, but making statements like "I'm," uh, it's the organization, the organization, the organization. Motherfucker, he ain't out there shooting layups or, or drilling threes. Yeah. He can't win shit, and he never would have won shit if he hadn't if they hadn't drafted Jordan. Yeah, That's yeah. the bottom line. I mean, not paying, having, having won five titles. And having Scottie Pippen as the 122nd or 26th paid player in the league yeah. is is an is an embarrassment, and not 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 wanting to like. I understand you sign a contract at your word, but like he exceeded, he had way exceeded that. Like it was time to reward him, and yeah. you know Jerry Krause came across like a greedy, you know, spiteful little little, little fuck. Yeah, you know? like basically. Yeah. It was. It was he sh- if I'd been Reinsdorf, I probably would have fired Krauss. Yeah. And kept and brought everybody back for one more year and just took the risk on a new general manager. Because let's be honest, what have the Bulls really done since then? Yeah, man. They ain't done shit. No. Krauss didn't do it again, which further emphasizes the fact that it didn't have a fucking thing to do with Krauss. It was those players. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the players and the coach. <laughs> the basketball team is. The basketball team. Yeah. Not the front office. Not
1: the front office. Um, watching Jordan operate and then also talk about his teammates, like I think a lot of a lot of people need to up their standards, right? their standards for themselves. That's what I think Jordan wanted these people to do, and the way he showed it was just different. You know, it came off some people as being an asshole. like I've been in situations too, like like, Fuck, man, why is this person so hard on me? You know, why does this person keep riding me? Like, because they want the best out of me. They want me to up my own standards um, so I could get these results. You know what I mean? Like, so.
0: I mean, I've even caught myself being the person that's riding too hard on other people. And they don't, you know, they don't respond well. Yeah. They've never been, you know, they've never had excellence demanded or more, I shouldn't say excellence, but more demanded of them, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is
1: trying to look at the situation and understand it as this person's trying to help me grow instead of, damn, this person's being an asshole to me. You know, like when you take the emotional aspect out of it, the emotions of like being hurt by something this person said or being hurt by them joking me, trying to ride me to become better. When you take the emotion out of it and see it for what it actually is, like this person just wants the best for
0: me. Um, it's about business too, yeah. like especially at the professional sports level. Like it's not for—I mean, it is for pride and you know all those kind of things too. But it's well, also you have a, a mission. It's also a business. Yeah,
1: you have a mission.
0: You, as a professional, have an obligation to show up and 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 bring it. Yeah. It's, it's really that was the thing that I really appreciated about Jordan, and I think that really kind of drove him as well was the fact that he, and this was reflected in the documentary, that he realized that for many people, they may only get to see him play one time in person. And he wanted that time to be memorable. So he brought it every single game, yeah. regardless of, you know, how many games they were up in the East or whatever in the yeah. or, or you know whatever. I mean, one of
1: the things that stuck with me in the documentary was when they were talking about his mind frame, how he was he wasn't like stuck in his past. He was always like at that present moment. In the moment. In the moment. Yeah. And that's like like he said in the Z, some Zen Buddhism shit. You know what I mean? Like Nobody
0: cares about what you did yesterday. Yeah.
1: You gotta be in the moment.
0: And just, Nobody cares about what you say you're gonna do tomorrow. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Yeah,
1: And that's what his, what they highlighted was his biggest gift was actually being in the moment. And that to me is like simple. It's simplistic in its nature, but it's one of the hardest things to do or to tell somebody is to be in the moment. You know well, what it's, I
0: mean? it's also like, you know, we touched on this many episodes ago now about how, you know, the league house back then, it really wasn't. There wasn't that sense of activism in it. And I think Jordan, he, you know, at the, as the focal person at that time, it kind of more explains in the documentary his, how he was so focused on that. He really wasn't – he just wasn't focused on anything else. He yeah. was focused on being the best basketball player in the entire world and winning titles every single year. yeah That was his mission. And then if you, you know, like. Everything else was secondary. And still watching that documentary, even to this day, I get the
1: feeling that it eats at them that they didn't win the seventh. No, no. So it's like translating that. (laughs) It
0: definitely does. You know what I mean? Like translating that
1: mindset onto anything, you know, like. I think people. A lot of people right now are lost or they feel like, you know, whatever. It's like. They have to understand what their passions are, or recognize what their passions are, and be willing to make these sacrifices to um, expand on their passions or to find out what it is again. Because I feel like uh, me and you were are very similar in the ways that we're we're led by our passions, right? Like we we choose to do certain things because we're passionate about it. Um, a lot of people are nine to fivers. They don't have no passion for the jobs that they have and they lose it. They lose that passion somewhere along. And that's why, you know, like some guys will work on their cars after work. Right. Or some, so it's like they're feeding into these passions mildly, but it's, I always was fascinated with why they, they, their lights were dimmed. You know what I mean? Like what was it along their journey of life that, the light got dimmed in this in this world through this journey you know i always wondered w- what happens and i could see like having a family and doing all that stuff happens but can't you balance all that
0: i also think people are just wired differently yeah. you know um you know it's like the same thing about somebody who maybe doesn't do well in in school but and so you think well they're not that intelligent but maybe later in life they find this thing that they're really passionate about they throw themselves into it and they become experts in it mm-hmm. you know it wasn't that they weren't intelligent maybe they lacked discipline yeah. but they just hadn't found, you know, what was what was interesting to them, what they were passionate about, like you said. Yeah. And maybe even, you know, it kind of goes back to like, I think people are generally kind of scattered like that. You know, they're kind of scattered. They don't really know and until they see something and then they focus in on it. It's kind of, almost kind of like being a hunter back in the day, like from our genetics, you know, it's like, we're always kind of scow- scouring the, the horizon looking for threats, but we're not focused on anything because we've we got to look everywhere. But once we see that one thing, we focus in on it like a laser, and then and that's where it, what gets our attention. But I think people kind of miss that because, you know, we, we know time is life doesn't last forever, yeah. and, and people put clocks on themselves. I think think that can be a mistake. Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm 30. I've got to have the ex job and I've got to have the ex spouse and I've got to have, you know, 1.6 kids and, (laughs) you know, all that. And it's like, no, that's, that's not how life always goes.
1: And, you know, in that process, I feel like it's like, like you said, it's kind of rushed. You know what I mean? Like if you put a time on things, things start to be rushed and you make rash decisions. Or like not necessarily rash decisions or impulsive decisions, but you make
0: you force it as you well. Force it. you yeah. concede
1: certain things. You do. So when you concede certain things, your standards become lower and lower. And I feel like through this journey of life, people allow themselves to concede too much. Like they're just like, oh, I'm this age, like, like you said, I'm this age, I need to start settling down, like that settling down thing. I believe like, yeah, like if that's what calls you, if that's what truly calls you, but I, I always say this, you have to truly know yourself to know what you really want in life. If you don't really know yourself and let's say, you know, you're, you're, you get caught up, some people get caught up in uh, a relationship cycle. <laughs> the cycle of like they start they they date this they date Cereal this person monogamy. yeah they date this person for 3 years then they break up then within a month they're dating someone else and that lasts for 5 years and then it just goes on and on and on and before you know it you never really found out who you were no because you never got out of the weeds like i honestly believe that there are times to to grow the times to grow are like those times when you're alone, those lonely times, like some people let the loneliness, the feeling of loneliness, like, oh man, this sucks. I feel super lonely right now. That's just a feeling. I I always identified and I've had these feelings before, like, oh man, I'm kind of lonely right now, but I always identified the feeling and knowing that it, it would pass and that that time should be constructed to find out who I am and what I really want in life. I feel that a lot of people don't do that. Like identifying that, Oh man, I'm lonely right now. I should, instead of looking to try to find another person, I should be constructive uh, at this time and in, in growing myself and in growing who I am in life. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They just go through a relationship and relationship or try to find their happiness through other people. And that's a big flaw that I see. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like
0: I firmly believe that uh, someone else isn't going to make you happy. If you're not happy with yourself, like you want to ruin a relationship, start it off being upset with yourself about something. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think a lot of people, like we said, they concede certain things. So like when their standards start to go down, because they're putting all this pressure, because they're lonely, um, that they concede to someone that they that that since their standards are so low, they concede to dating an asshole or dating a cunt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it it. I never wanted to do that, you know. And it's like I hope for anyone listening right now that if you're going through this period of loneliness that you look at it as an opportunity, not as like a bum out moment or a victim moment, you look at it as an opportunity to grow, to grow yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and, and don't fool yourself into thinking that you're in love. Just acknowledge that you were lonely and you made a dumb decision. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of
0: like, I've had
1: past students contacted me and they're like, coach, uh, How do you do what you do? How is it so easy for you to like move around, right? Like move through the United States, start a podcast, uh, meet different people. Like they wonder how I do all these things and it's nothing special. No,
0: you just do it.
1: I just do it because I want to do it. I have passion for these things. And I told my students, you know, like past students from Chicago or wherever they're, they're like, they're like, uh, Like, don't you, don't you feel like you need to do this? Or I feel like I need to do that. I'm like, I don't feel like I got to do anything. I want to do these things. So, you know, one of my students, uh, in Chicago was like, he's in a, he's in a long, a he's in a long distance relationship. Right. And he's always, he's, he's wondering why, why he can't allow himself to move to a different city or like let go of like this wanting to be in a relationship. I said, it's cause you haven't identified who you truly are and have the hope and strength to, to do
0: something. He ultimately at the moment, he doesn't have value of himself. Yeah. If he valued himself, he would realize that he's just holding his, his life back right now. I yeah. Mean, there comes, it's, you know, I, I, I'm both blessed and cursed in different ways, but Early no. or early on, I I, I was in a, a fairly serious relationship, and when it ended, I I you know I you know was down about it, mm-hmm. and I, I let myself be sad for a, a few weeks, and then I had somebody say some 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 very wise words, you know, to me and. It made me just want to, you know, I was like, you're right. I've just got to like pick myself up and I can move on with my life. Like, yeah. And, you know, you just, you stop moping, you know, you stop drinking every night and <laughs> and and moping and sleeping around and passing out on the floor. And instead you get up and you start going back to the gym and exercising and going out and doing things and you, start you building move yourself worth on it. with yeah. your life. And yeah. it does begin with your self-worth. You have to believe that you're worth it. Yeah. You know, and that's something every we all struggle with,
1: of course, at, di- at
0: different times. But there certainly is a propensity today with like everybody's getting butt hurt over their little feelings, and you know, sometimes you got to grow a thick skin. It's like, well, how do you do this or how do you do that? And you know, there are still many, many things that I have failed, and I'm trying to still accomplish and succeed in in life uh, that I struggle with. But how do you do something? The one thing that I have certainly learned to accomplish things is don't make, ex- you just do it. Yeah. Like how, how do you make yourself get up, uh, you know, early in the morning or how do you make yourself go work out or how do you make yourself start the podcast or whatever it is you want to do. Just do it. You got to just fucking do it, man. It's, it's, it's that simple sometimes. Sometimes it really is that simple and it's, you know what, nothing is worse than realizing that you're, you're, you're not really depressed. You're just lazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. when laziness is causing you to to be stuck in that rut. Well, laziness is terrible. depression's
1: best friend, right? It
0: absolutely is.
1: And that's one thing put I put in, you.
0: put in some discipline yeah. ar- around it and help get yourself out of that. You don't have to like be super strict all the time, but like it will help you get out of that rut and yeah. help start structuring a different pathway forward.
1: Yeah. And you know, like he's get still you like, on the path. Yeah. He's still a young <laughs> man. And I told him my advice for him was do something for yourself every day and build slowly.
0: That and there's and there's, there is no such thing as one true soulmate for you. You could, you there are many possible mates out there, and that's something that people need to realize as well. Don't get stuck on one person. It's not, it's not just saying go out and play the field and be reckless, but like if it doesn't work out with somebody, it's fine. Yeah, there's others out there. You've been sold this belief of like one soulmate and it's it's kismet and all this shit. Yeah. That's Hollywood and Hallmark that have made billions of dollars on, on brainwashing you into believing that there's something more to it than there is. You're attracted to somebody through your genetics, through our animal instincts, and then you get hooked. You You find somebody that you kind of like, and the longer you're around them, the more those chemicals – start working in your brain yeah. and those pathways really start working and re- realigning themselves. And what you call love is really just you being addicted to a drug in your brain. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it. Well, and I look so, it, you know, don't get hung up on these things. Yeah, you know, I, you can move on and find other people.
1: Move on, find other people. and And honestly, it's like this is like, find your fucking like – Make sure the chick you're you're with is gonna be like your fucking
0: ride or die. Ride or die, one yeah. of your best
1: friends. You know what I mean? Like if you guys can't even be friends, then what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like like looks are important.
0: Looks are important, but, but you've got to have a little more to it than just yeah. that.
1: But that's why it's like raising your standards, like not not conceding certain things. Um and I told him he's still a young dude. I said, I I said, there's still other people out there, right? I said don't don't fool yourself into thinking that uh love that you love this person just because you're lonely. A lot of times uh, lonely that's true. Loneliness is is <laughs> can be tricky. Like people let their loneliness consume them and then the first thing that comes along is a little better. Yeah, they, they're like, they "Oh, I love grass, this person." They're holding on for it. dear life. Yeah, and and the fact that this is a He's in a long-distance relationship with this chick.
0: So he's in a relationship. Yeah, but
1: it's rocky, right? It was, It's getting rocky.
0: How long has he been long-distance in it?
1: I think like six months or something. But I told him this. I was like, I told him, and I've been in a long-distance relationship. None of them really work out. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> this was like... No, at, they're, they're a cliche for a reason.
1: Yeah, they're cliche for a reason. And I told him is, is here's one of my reasons for it, right? Is that... When you're in a long distance relationship in the beginning, or maybe majority of the time, you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, because you're not in a real relationship. Well, if you're on the phone or on Skype with a person, and you're, "Hey, Hori, you? love you," you know, like you say these things, and you. It's
0: like a phone call to your parents.
1: It's like a phone call to your parents, but the the you're not in the same room as this person. You're not swapping energies with this person you're not seeing their flaws and they're not seeing your flaws because the truth is everybody's flaws is, is how you deal with that. You know, are you going to be like,
0: yeah. When you have that one phone call of the day with your long distance partner, you're not telling them about all the terrible shit you did in the day that that they don't have to see or know about. You know what I'm saying? And again, it comes back to like projecting what is that image you're projecting?
1: Exactly. So it's it's definitely for him, I was like, listen, man, like if if you quote unquote love this girl or whatever, right, and you want to deal with this long distance relationship, that's up to you. But I told him like, you, I think you just need to be free and find yourself first, bro. You know, like I said, you're a young man. You got to decide what you want to do in life, who you are, right? And then from that, then maybe you attract something different into your life. You might attract a cool chick who actually lives in the same town as you. <laughs> you I, mean, I mean, I
0: think, you know, may maybe, but I think it's when you really think about the numbers of how many people live on this planet, Yeah, it is to me the most unbelievably silly thing to think that you're going to find your mate within a hundred mile radius of where you live or where you like were born or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's so many people out there, even though we've got cultural differences, like I think people would be amazed at how many people they could like, you know, spend the rest of their life with from another, from another culture, another country, you know, like, because I I mean, I think there's one of, there are definitely repeats of our typecast throughout the world. You (laughs) know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And that like, uh, I told them, you know, like I've learned from my mistakes. You know, I know when I'm, I, I didn't have the standards for myself that I let certain people into my life that I shouldn't have let into my life. Period, because they're trash. Yeah, people. yeah. You know. So then I was like, in when you're in the driver's seat, you best, you, best you, you don't know it's happening, right? But then, like in retrospect, of course, everything's hindsight twenty twenty. But in retrospect, if you really look at what happened or what played out in your life, and I'm like, man, why was, why did I allow? these shitty people into my life. Then you realize that it's, it's never them. It's never them. They were shitty to begin with. You just decided to you gloss gra- over their you, flow. You
0: gravitated and, towards that because of something inside yourself.
1: It's something that was inside of myself or something that I was lacking within yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, that's what I told him. I was like, there's something that you need to work on within yourself and then you'll be better from that. But, you know, like to any young if our our young viewership, our puppy love viewership, raise the standards for yourself and in, in what you do in this fucking life and ask yourself the hard questions. Ask yourself why do you do certain things? Ask yourself what your actions are. And then from that you can kind of determine what actions to take to better yourself. And then when you better yourself, you might find yourself in a better Position to have a a great relationship. That's my advice for you young bucks out there.
0: Yeah. My advice, my legal advice is don't get married. It's a terrible contract.
1: (laughs) For me, it's this, right? Terrible
0: business agreement.
1: Uh, It it could be. But I also look at like...
0: Nah, it's terrible. I look at like... Legally speaking, it's a terrible arrangement.
1: But if it's like...
0: If it was two businesses... They would never agree to this.
1: Yeah, but for like for the state and government to be involved in your 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 business,
0: it's very crazy. Anyway, it shouldn't happen.
1: But in terms of what marriage is, you, you love this person, you want to commit to this person in your life, that's cool with me. Like I look at like my parents' relationship; they're old as fuck right now, but they still like every time I go home, they got jokes for each other. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like look at an arguments every now and then of course like in a relationship but i'm like damn they're still joking around still having a good time like they're they're true partners in crime right so that to me is like that's hard to find you know like so i look at what they are at essence they're best friends yeah so it's like don't look for a fucking some dumb hot broad that has nothing to say or do, you know what I mean? Like Not unless desert. you're willing
0: to change them out every <laughs> couple years. Yeah,
1: find, find your fucking best friend and, and let this person actually see who the fuck you are. Because no one knows you better than your best friends. That's the fact, right? Yeah. Your best friends know all your flaws, but they're still your fucking friends. Yeah. And they still got your back, if they're real. If they're not, then fuck them. But yeah. that's my advice, yeah.
0: <laughs> my advice is don't put so much stock into a relationships, period.
1: Well, put in when stock. They,
0: when it comes and it's meant to happen, yeah. it happens. I look at like, don't put in it like putting stock in
1: yourself. If that person puts stock in their self and you guys choose to hang out with each other, then that is a healthy relationship. It shouldn't be if you're dependent on one or another or like you got to, I got to Skype with them at this certain also time. Also the
0: energy balance. Yeah. Like, you know, make sure when you're around somebody, it's not just a one-sided energy. Yeah. You know?
1: Which, which is a lot of it is, man.
0: It can be. A
1: lot of it is. But that's one thing I, I, I did want to uh, talk about today to get to uh, help my, my, uh, my young bucks back, back in the yeah. Midwest out, you know?
0: You know my feelings. Everybody needs to get get over yeah. their chestnut syndrome. Chestnut syndrome. Yeah, they just need to they just need to kind of
1: for for grow, those grow, grow
0: a thicker skin. Yeah, and for those of grow you that up. don't
1: know what the chestnut syndrome life is
0: hard, and and the strong survive.
1: Yeah, it comes from David Goggins, right? And you know the the syndrome is this is like <laughs> <laughs> as you grow in this life. You're, you're
0: you start out your nut your nuts drop your nuts and drop you're a man
1: you're a fucking man right and then you start
0: you start going through life yeah and as you you know come to so- along certain moments you you make a compromise here and you're your nuts kind of shrivel up a little bit and they kind of come up to your midsection yeah. and you come across some more shit and it compromises you again, your values, what you're really trying to do, and, and your assertiveness. And man, they shrivel up a little further and they're up in your abdomen. And, then and your then it just keeps going man. and it just starts eating away at you. And then all next thing you know, man, your nuts are up on up in your chest and you got the chestnut syndrome. Yeah.
1: And no one likes nuts on their chest.
0: Not really. Well, yeah. no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, so. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, but like Goggins, fascinating guy. Like we're me and you tend to be drawn to these uh, extraordinary characters, right? Like, yeah. Extraordinary yeah. characters. Because, very
0: driven. Very focused. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Just fits that mentality.
1: Has that mentality, and we have admiration for these people because you are what you watch you or what you
0: surround yourself with. So it helps me have that discipline and that drive in my own life. Like, yeah. just, just kind of like, you know, listening to these people speak and, you know, well, like, watch, damn, watching a their little right videos. You, is, gotta, you gotta be exactly, like, I'm being right now. You know exactly. I exactly. Mean? I mean, every morning that I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to get up. I think of fucking Jocko. And I'm like, that motherfucker's been up two hours already. <laughs> You know, it's like I need to get my bitch ass out of bed and go do something and get my day going.
1: For me, it's like uh, I'll be up in a little bit, but then I'll get some shit started. I
0: ain't
1: getting up at 4.30 a.m. like Jocko, but I'll still get some shit done, you
0: know? No, but I know, and and he's, you know, he said it before. He's absolutely right, like, and I still fall victim to it, you know? It's like hitting the snooze. It's like when I set my alarm for 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., you know, It's like me hitting my snooze, you know, and getting an extra eight or 10 or 15 minutes. What is that really doing? I've already woke myself up. I'm not getting quality sleep. I never feel really that much more rested after just a few minutes anyway. It's like just might as well get up, get the day started. Yeah. Get up, do 10 jumping jacks. Get the get today going.
1: You got to bed do jumping jacks. I later? mean, sometimes. Well,
0: <laughs> sometimes when I, when I'm feeling good, yeah. You know, late lately, you know. Actually, you know what? Since I've started, you know, the gyms were back, and the, you know, I started getting a little more active. Not like, anymore, I know, now, Governor. Governor, no, they're not. But but I've really stayed with it, and like my my back is feeling a little better, you know. So like I am a little able to be more mobile. But man, there during the hardcoreness of the COVID, man, my I'd wake up and my back would just be. destroyed all just jacked up yeah you know, real stiff and so it was rough getting going in the morning there was no jumping out of bed (laughs) and doing jumping jacks yeah but i did is a good way it's some you know it's like ripping the band-aid off it's like with anything you know whether it's moving on from a relationship or whether it's you know getting yourself out of bed in the morning sometimes it's best to just you know wake up and take that cold shower wake the fuck up and get on with it
1: yeah yeah Discipline and raising your standards, right? Yeah. Right now, my standard for that is not there yet.
0: I mean, it's, <laughs> it's important to enjoy things too, but I think sometimes in our culture, especially, a, a culture of, of plen- plentifulness. Plentiful culture. Yeah, a plentiful col- a culture of plentiness, of plentifulness, <laughs> um, I guess is the way you would say it. Um, yeah. You know, I I think we we have gotten a little soft, and and you know we don't we we value pleasure maybe a little bit too our 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 discipline pleasure balance is, is not off ne- scale. it's a little off scale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just think having that a little more balanced out would be good for society overall. It's just like with the whole COVID thing, and like we've talked about before with people not having um, you know exercising and having, you know, a good immune system and being healthy. It's like, you know, maybe, you know, people have to take a, a certain amount of personal responsibility and kind of, and and make themselves do this and have the discipline.
1: Yeah. And aside from that too, is, is take pride in what the fuck you do. I mean,
0: how much better would society be if everybody, in, and, and I know we can't do this, because we're a country of, of of freedoms, and people would certainly complain about. Give me it. some
1: communist shit. What are you gonna say?
0: I, I mean, how much? I'm just saying hypothetically, how much better would it be in this country if everybody was mandated to do 20 minutes of exercise every day? Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, a, a hardcore, crazy. You know class or or a hardcore workout but get on the treadmill for 20 minutes get on the bike for 20 minutes everybody's at different levels mm-hmm. but just for 20 minutes how much more productive I think we would be how much also I think calmer people would be because they would expend that energy that just gets yeah, on us you know but
1: you you'd have a certain amount of population that our would health would be better agree with it but then you have others that if I don't want to do it, I know, I know, I so know, like of, of course, of
0: course, of course. Know? Yeah. But but we would hy- be better off, hy- Hypothetically, of I mean, I just think that, you know, in a hypothetical situation, of yeah. course, I think that we would be better off. Yeah. I think society would be nicer to each other. I think it would be better. We would be healthier. You know, lives would be better in general.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree, but it, that would never happen.
0: But how, you <laughs> know, but does that something that's just as simple as comes down to, like, messaging – like marketing, basically marketing to the American people, like why you need to exercise for 20 minutes every day and eat a salad instead of buying Doritos and uh, and having a, a two liter. All of it comes down you know? to marketing. Like, I mean, I mean, you know, and maybe it's we change, maybe we do change the structure. Maybe we, you know, have to, you know, make the cost structure different as well. Right. Maybe somehow we need to, you know, make shitty food as expensive as you know grass-fed, you know, free-range beef. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: I th- I I think it's this. I think that it's marketing, right? Like a lot of it's marketing. Like people's minds can be formed through marketing, right? Yeah. For sure. Decisions can be influenced through marketing, so. A lot of our marketing right now days are just like, shit, you really don't need,
0: right? What if you had to take, what if like a company, like a soda company, so for every, maybe they had to balance it out like they did with cigarettes in the past. Like I know now you can't advertise cigarettes at all really, Mm -hmm. but maybe there has to be some sort of like balance there too where, okay, you can go out and show kids having fun chugging your soda and do your normal marketing thing 75% of the time, but your other 25% of your ads have to be fact-based or have to show the the possible risks of con- overconsumption of your product. Just the same way the cannabis industry is expected to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to these these cities and different areas and they all expect you to have some sort of, you know, anti-youth program or or something to that effect, you know. Yeah. And, you know, while it, it does seem kind of interesting that they expect us to do our own policing, which is kind of like what the cigarette company actually got away with for decades. Um at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe we need to start treating like soda and all these, you know, vice health risk foods, high sugar foods, high fat foods. Maybe they need to have some more balance in the way they're represented in the market.
1: That's true. Like, but if you look at it like fast food out everybody,
0: right? Maybe fast food shouldn't be allowed to advertise on TV.
1: Yeah, well,
0: it kills more people than 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 cancer,
1: or it feeds into the cancer,
0: or it feeds into it,
1: right? But it's like you look at what are the ads? Fast food ads. Uh, fast food ads. Ads about like shit that don't matter like uh, diamonds you know what i mean like the beers enough. you know what i mean like like shit that doesn't really matter like it people the 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 marketing that goes on on, on regular television or cable television is not shit that you need it's shit that you want <laughs> right so they market towards your wants and not your needs does everybody need to eat healthier yes everyone needs to eat healthier everyone needs exercise do they want to do that shit? No, they want to eat a Big Mac. They want uh, this fucking diamond ring because De Beers told them that when you get married, you need a diamond ring. You know what I mean? Like all these different things.
0: But it's interesting, you know, because I think you can fundamentally change your desires and what you you crave and what your wants are. Yeah. Because like for me, I almost never crave you know, fast food, almost never, you know, I really like body when I think about what I want to eat. Like I I know I'd rather eat a lean piece of meat and some salad and maybe a vegetable or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know, I know what I, I've changed that over time. And, you know, part of it, I think I was even, that's one of the things I really appreciated about it being overseas. There are no fast food. Like there aren't drive-throughs.
1: No, but there's still this fast food overseas.
0: So there's there there's still bad food for you, mm-hmm. but there's not um, the there's not convenient. It's not convenient. You can't just pull through the drive through and go get it. the The amount of drive throughs I saw over there were few and far between.
1: I I say that's probably where you were at, right? Like in Iceland and in. Spain and all those areas that you, you were at. But and I think in like in Asia, like shit ton of fast food places over there. A lot a lot of fast food places over
0: yeah, there. Yeah, I mean there was there you know, and there was more in, in the UK. Yeah. But it was it still wasn't set up as a drive through Right. You know, it was like you wanna go get your Kentucky fried chicken or your Domino's or whatever, you're gonna have to get go park your car, you're gonna have to go walk in you're going to have to go get it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think anything you know, that really
0: the convenience factor just took it down a lot.
1: Yeah. I think anything that really involves your vehicles is a very American thing like Yeah. Like especially at the boom of all these things like you think like drive-thrus, drive-in movie theaters, it's like the American like marketing. Oh, you we're know for I mean? sure like, more attached like, to cars. Of course. I,
0: like, they're also a status symbol here is where they're not as much over there. Yeah.
1: It's like, let's hit the open road. That's a very American thing. You you need my car I mean? to
0: represent my personality yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. One thing about LA is like, I see people with the dopest cars, like the most expensive cars that don't know how to fucking drive. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like, like, I be like, Wow, that's a nice uh that's a nice G-Wagon or Maserati, but then you don't know how to drive it. It's fucking like you're a terrible driver and you're you're a mom. <laughs> Why do you have this? <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a lot of people that have cars that they don't really need. Yeah. I mean, you know, but again,
1: I, it's about what you want.
0: It does come down to about what you want, you know, I guess.
1: It's about changing those wants, I guess. It's, it You're is right? it
0: is about changing the wants, you know. I I don't I don't want to live in a country that's not free or doesn't have democracy. Yeah. So if we want society to be better, you know, we don't want to go to a communist state. Obviously, we'll tell everybody, you know, government dictates what we're allowed to do to keep us efficient and keep us healthy and all these things. Yeah. So we have to change the mindset of our culture.
1: That's why I hope in the, the private sectors, like they start maybe marketing towards like a healthier lifestyle. And
0: it's know? it would really be nice to see. And I know. I know that this sounds so, so far-fetched, but I really wish that business leaders are more, there are a few, but I wish more business leaders would take a responsible approach to how they run their businesses and how they represent their businesses. You know, you could, you know, if if everybody, you know, and it just comes down to money, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's ultimately what it is. We're Capitalism. In, we're in love with, seeing our our profit shares grow at quarter every quarter. And when they don't, we're deemed as a failure from a from a CEO perspective. Yeah. you know, they're deemed as a failure if they don't continue to show growth. but it's ridiculous to think that you can maintain positive growth in indefinitely forever. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. At some point, the reasonable and actually responsible strategy, instead of having to get into where we're shifting like a shell game now would be to like grow your company to a, a point, you know, and then figure out a long-term place for it to be able to be be profitable and be stable and continue to have growth, but not, it doesn't need to be exponential growth every quarter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, then, then,
0: then you could take the, the stances where you could, you know, represent yourself more accurately in the market. You know, you want to sell Lucky Charms? Great, show the with the, the magically delicious uh, leprechaun and all that stuff, but also throw in a commercial once in a while that's like, you know what? too much of the lucky ch- show a fat show a fat leprechaun you know yeah, and yeah. It, he, he ate lucky charms every day for 20 years and this is how he ended up you know or yeah. like but something to balance it out and, and show some responsibility yeah. and
1: like indulge in it every once in a while, but don't let it be your daily habit. Like Lucky Charms once, twice a week, whatever. But if you're eating Lucky Charms seven days a week, two times a day, but
0: that's the problem yeah. is that the people who run Lucky Charms want you to eat Lucky Charms every single yeah, day. Yeah, because
1: they get they're making more profit. I agree, I agree. But
0: it's a real conundrum.
1: It's a conundrum, but it's like I feel like if it's if healthy things are marketed better towards. Um, just the normal, like normal consciousness of of the people, like then they'll make better choices. You know what I mean? They'll be like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that right now. You know, like I feel like, you know, like if you eat, you know, vegetables and grass fed beef and all this shit, and they someone markets it, it's all about how you market. If they market it right, and it it reaches through pop culture, because like you think, of like McDonald's, Gatorade, all these things are very pop culture ish. They're very like,
0: it. It's tough to market though it's very americana it's tough to market these grass-fed natural foods you know especially like when you can go to the store or you can and buy this steak that's natural grass-fed open range you know steak for ten dollars and it's going to serve one person or you can go to mcdonald's and spend that ten dollars and feed you know two people uh yeah that's that's where it becomes the, the the problem becomes like how do we make it to where more people can afford to eat better, mm-hmm. you know, and and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to don't don't think it's a huge and people don't need to think it's a huge leap like that you have to go straight from eating McDonald's and fast food to eating only the high highest quality food that's super expensive, like. Do it incrementally. I mean, I I don't shop super expensive by any means. I shop on a on a pretty yeah. fucking tight budget actually. But I go so I, I I don't you know necessarily get free open range. You know I do sometimes, but not not all the time. You know. I can't can't don't don't can't do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So but you can still make the choice that I'm gonna go buy the stuff and have a salad. I'm gonna go buy the steak or the chicken and I'm gonna eat that instead of eating the the double whopper with fries and a soda. Yeah. You know? Like you're making that that choice. And then you just have to have discipline to make yourself fix the food. Of course. You know? Yeah. That's the set that's step two. That's step two. And then you got I guess you gotta clean up after yourself. That's step three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. I, I, I think that I think when you shop and you do all these things, you look at all of your decisions and your shopping as an investment. You yeah, look at it as in my an, body. An investment in your body and in your future because you have, you have the right role mo- quote unquote role models to look up to. the The
0: from my perspective, from your perspective, sure. the people we
1: talked about uh, prior uh, in this podcast. But some people they don't have these role models, or they they the role models that they look at don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, especially the youth of today. Like, it's like, how do you mark? Like, how do you market these things to them? You know what I mean? Like how do you market eating healthier and doing all these things? Get to that. It it becomes like what you put value in. If they start looking at like what they eat as an investment in themselves and in terms of like, you you know, you eat better, you look better, you'll feel better, you'll make better decisions. Then you could kind of Go go into it, right? But uh, when people eat or want something to eat, it's a very impulse thing, right? Same thing with me. It's like I'm like, I feel like eating a fucking pizza today. I'm going to do that. It's a very like, I'm going to do I it.
0: I never do this. <laughs> See, but- I like, shop and yeah. then that's, that's what I eat for the week.
1: Yeah. See, I'm very impulsive. Like if I'm not, I'm, I'm a wild man.
0: I'm also only feeding myself most yeah. of the time. So it's like I'll eat the same thing. Yeah, a few times in the same yeah, day. I'm a very, I'm, I'm an
1: extremist of the like last year too. I was an extremist in terms of like when I went full keto, right? And I was just eating like just meat and uh yeah,
0: I remember this. Yeah,
1: I was, I was all on it. You know You're what I mean? On it. You were. So, and then, but I could go extreme the other way. I'm, ve- I'm a very like extremist in my, in my, yeah, yeah. in my things that I, I do. feel you. So it's like for me to make a choice. Like I just have to put myself in the right mindset for it. That that being said, is people need to acknowledge like when that mindset needs to kind of change, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you, ha- you have to condition yourself. I mean, Jesus, I didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to do this. I mean, it's it took grad- gradual, and you know, it kind of comes back to what you know, having the role models. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up for me. It was really like when by the time all the, all the guys that, or anybody, by the time they hit like 30, 35, they were done. Yeah. They were done with you know recreational activities and being in any kind of shape and eating right or doing any of these things. There, were, there was nobody pushing themselves just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't make any sense to anybody. Why am I doing this to myself? And, and so like for me, it was a process. Like I, I just decided, you know, I know that I'm, you know, I got out of college or, you know, about the time I really stopped playing, playing, you know, kind of sports, you know, hard, kind of hardcore and more just like leisurely. But I didn't want to get fat and out of shape so I, I just kept and i started learning and you know it was very gradual you know it was like let's cut down on the sugar let's cut down on the fat and yeah. then it was like once i got that to a certain level then you could do a little more and then you could you know you you had to slowly adapt yourself to it if you can just jump in and stop eating and go do it like that's great but and eat right and exercise that's great but you know don't get discouraged if you can't do that is all i'm trying to say because it it can sometimes be a process of not just having the discipline to make yourself make those changes, but also having the knowledge of knowing where, what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, yeah. when to exercise, what exercises to do. Not everybody can afford a trainer. No. You know? Now, that being said, there's really no excuse because you can Google it. And there yeah, is. YouTube a, anything there are a ton of, of trainers and exercises yeah. for free online. You know, the knowledge is out there.
1: Yeah. For me, all I ever needed – was in terms of like motivation-wise, if I was like going into training mode, right? All I need is uh, coffee and anger. (laughs) That's all I ever needed was
0: (laughs) coffee. How long long have you drank coffee for like that?
1: Shit. Since you were a kid? No, no, no. no. This is as recent. I used to never drink coffee. Let's say my whole Chicago run, right? Uh, i never drank coffee once.
0: Oh, so it's just been uh, since you moved to L.A. Since
1: I moved to L.A., it's it's uh coffee's changed my fucking life you
0: know what i mean that's interesting that la is the is the coffee is the yeah. coffee influence city. It's
1: it's been my coffee influence city although you know chicago has great coffee shops you know i know that dark matter coffee all that shit like it's good shit
0: well, coffee to me is like a warm thing. Like I have never really thought about drinking coffee on ice or, or any of this shit. You know, until, that's all until, I ever until, drink. Until, until here. Yeah. That's you know, all I ever drink is iced lattes hot. out here. You know what I mean? I still prefer coffee hot. Really? I think the heat brings out more of the, the full flavor, flavor and yeah. profile of the bean. Yeah. I, I feel like it gets crushed a little bit when it's chilled down. Everything
1: like blooms a little bit better. But it's, it depends how it's brewed though. You know what I mean?
0: Not, not. I I always feel this way, man. Really? When I, when I get it iced, yeah. I feel like it just there's something about it that, and it. To, here's my scientific mind thinking about it. So when when things are heated up, when liquids are heated up, mm-hmm. the molecules are actually moving more quickly and they have more space in between them. So therefore, there's more opportunity for surface area to to actually touch on the inside of your mouth. So you're getting a more robust flavor profile than if it's cold and the molecules are slower and they're more compact.
1: Okay. Bill Nye, the science guy. That's my theory.
0: (laughs) I I apply the same theory to breaking up your cannabis, break it up finer. You got more surface area. You get a more even burn. You get a more robust and and flavorful experience than if you've got little balls and hard nugs in there, you're trying to burn up.
1: Right. You got, you, you got to break it up finer, but not like, That's all I ever needed was some some coffee and anger to get through some shit. And here's the misconception with that, right? Is I'll say I used to have the thing like, oh coffee and anger, right? (laughs) Like we're like, why are you angry at people? A the anger was with never (laughs) was not with people, right? It was with myself. Like, man, what the like I would sip coffee, I'd be like, Man, what the fuck, Mike? You know what I mean? Like, how could you ever allow this shit to happen or What's going on? Like, all I needed to do was drink some coffee, analyze what's going on in my head, the flaws I have within myself, and be like, you know what? I'm fucking fired up right now to fix this problem. So, anger's good. Anger leads to understanding. Anger leads... After understanding, it leads to resolution. So I look at, I always looked at anger, like coffee and anger as just the catalyst
0: I mean, for growth. I mean, if you <laughs> can't figure out how to prevent anger from existing in the first place, then, yeah. the, then the next best thing is to figure out how to harness it for good. Exactly. You know, that's I feel like a lot of as people- As a driver, it's a great driver. Yeah. If you can harness it for that, for motivation. Yeah. It's so good. It's
1: great motivation. It, it's It's when emotions- uh, consume you that it becomes a uh, uh, a negative. You know that's like the only you can't time be consumed by your anger. That's dumb.
0: That's the only time I like really like when I'm really like pulling at it to to for motivation in a hard workout or a run or something like. That's actually when I'm probably most emotional. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, because honestly, because I'm, har-
0: I'm trying to harness all that, and I'm yeah. living in the moment, and I'm just it's feeding and yeah and pushing
1: and it's like understanding what it is though see like i think when me and you talk about anger we have a good perspective because we can identify it right identify yeah this is anger and then use it for something but we're not consumed by it
0: a lot of people
1: no. nowadays are consumed by their emotions nah, you got to realize consumed by loves-
0: anger consumed by sadness you got to know love is the answer yeah
1: yeah but see you do, you know that because you went through the anger you went through the, the the catalyst for it was anger, understanding, resolution, love. I
0: also have uh, an expansive mind. Okay, you know, I I understand. You're doing shrooms every day. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You know, and I think there there that you know a lot of people don't understand how connected everything is. If they understood that, they would really understand that treating everything and everyone is is a better approach. Yeah, like, I uh,
1: I agree with that. I uh, I am an asshole, right?
0: I yeah, I can be I, an asshole too. I am
1: an asshole, but I'm also the nicest dude, you know. You know yeah, Like, like
0: I'll um, never ask somebody to do something that I won't do as well. Yeah, that's 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 the one thing I will say, and I I will take that. I learned that lesson from my from my grandmother.
1: See,
0: you know, role models. Role role yeah. There you role go. Role
1: models. And uh, it's it's something right now man, like we don't like the youth of today. I hope, I hope they're looking at the right role models, not the wrong ones, you know, but they have to wade through all the bullshit to find it, you know, like on Instagram, like, who are you following on Instagram? What are, are they like,
0: you know, like who are you following on? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, even when we have this discussion, you know, about like reading books the other day, you know, you know, I, and you do a better job of balancing than, than I do. You know, you're like, well, what about reading these books for enjoyment's sake? Yeah. And I was like, man, it seems like a waste. And to me, that's what I'm thinking internally is I'm like, man, it seems like a waste of my time. I'm not being efficient. I should be consuming something that's making me more knowledgeable to or have a better perspective or, you know, like – Enjoyment shouldn't be, you know, my focus of. But of here's my, the thing with that, right? Time. Like,
1: because we were talking about the different kind of books we read, right? Or right, absolutely. Like. And we have similar books we like in terms of. But like, we're also, yeah. And we have uh, books that like types of books we, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, agree yeah. on. My whole thing with like, I wouldn't
0: say we don't agree. We just don't. I don't. We have different values on them. Yeah,
1: like for me, like with science fiction uh, books and all that, like when I read these books. I do get something out of it in terms of, like, betterment for myself, though. Because you think about every kind of sci-fi book or every hero's journey, right? It's how you interpret that story. So it's like there's going to be conflict. There's going to be uh, resolution. There's all these things that you read in these stories that you can always apply to yourself and, and your life, that's why I think storytelling has gone on from generation to generation um that's true've been told to get something because you get something out of these stories, like uh, you know whether you believe that the you know, the Bible is real or not, right
0: there are great lessons there are in great
1: it. lessons in them from these stories, and people there's a reason why star wars and and comic books and all these things are have stood the test of time up to this point because it's always a hero's journey, yeah, People, the Iliad, you know yeah. all you know, so it's like if you look at what these stories are in a broad sense you you can always apply it to yourself, but if you look at it like if you once you start getting the details of like well, you know like uh, John Constantine uh you know the demons and all that like then yeah, you yeah. like that's when you get your nerd shit done, right, like me, I geek out on certain yeah. stuff. But I can always find empathy with the characters and identify the same characteristics within myself. Cause it's like you'll read a character and be like, damn, this guy's deeply flawed, but he's still trying to get through some shit. Quite like myself.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: I think it's all about the lens you read it with. Um, you know, unlike you know, we read Jocko's books. <laughs> It's just straightforward. Like he'll give you a story, right? He'll give you a story, <laughs> yeah. give you an example of how it, it was a failure or There's was no it a interpretation. Success. There's no interpretation. It's it's more black and white, right? But that's
0: you know it's a different topic. It's a and different for topic. that. That is an excellent delivery method for that yeah. topic. But my thing is this is leadership. By the way, is the topic
1: <laughs> of Jocko's clear books.
0: communication is a foundation of leadership. Yeah. Just so know we know what we're lacking yeah. right now.
1: And you know, like I. I always look at any type of book that you read is a self-help book because you're always going to get something positive out of that. So that's kind of the way I look at that shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, now that you say that, you know, I used to read a lot of, I mean, it was largely fiction when I was younger. Yeah. And at some point in my twenties, I just, I started to make this transition into, into, moving away from that into things that were more maybe factual, maybe maybe not factual, but intellectually uh, speaking. Yeah. And I don't really know why I did that because I do get some, I do, you know, when I think back upon it now, you know, there are some interesting books that I remember reading that were totally fictional books, but – you know i really enjoy i even remember reading a couple of them more than once just yeah. because you know they were they but were you enjoyable you know it, what i mean right I, I should, I should, and this comes back to where I don't always do a good job of balance balancing, yeah, balancing yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, you know, may, I think a good, uh, a good compromise, I think we should like, w- you should pick a book. I should pick a book yeah. and, and have them be different. And that way I, I, am forced, I commit myself to have the <laughs> discipline to like do something to, to, to read something that's different from what I would normally
1: you yeah. know, do. Me, I always fell in love with something that sparks your imagination. Yeah. Right? Like, because like if everything we have in this world that man has built has come from imagination, right? Like imagination, science, theory, all these things like are intertwined with each other, right? Like the fact that all like the cameras we shoot the shit with, it going to the internet and all this stuff came from an idea right which an idea comes from someone's imagination yeah. is fucking crazy so i've always been um i've always been fascinated with with constantly growing your imagination because as as a kid your imagination's all you got right like your imagination is like what fuels you as a, as a young child, right? But as you grow, you're more rooted in reality. Santa and then, Claus
0: and the Easter Bunny all become, yeah. you know, but you it's realize. Like,
1: but then, like, what lessons are taught in these Imaginary things, right? Like, and then as you get older, you start to lose the imagination because you're rooted in reality. And then guys like me and you will take... Mushrooms are acid to grow our imagination again. (laughs) I mean, I
0: probably use my imagination when I'm, you know, on a run or something as much as any time. Like we've talked about before. I mean, I really try to put myself sometimes if I'm really trying to push myself hard, like I'll put myself into a completely imaginary situation of being hunted down (laughs) like by rabid dogs or, or some alien or some shit, you know, just to drive myself. You're like,
1: I just watched Unsolved Mysteries and the alien, the <laughs> alien episode. I kind of believed it and I thought something was in the sky and then I started running really hard and I PR'd on my- I mean, you uh, just can, you
0: just put, you, you know, I just, I use my imagination to put myself in the frame of mind that if I don't run as absolutely hard as I can right now, the world will end. <laughs> like that's, that's the mentality where okay. I'm trying to go.
1: What if it actually happened?
0: Well, let's hope that doesn't happen because I'm <laughs> I'm not as fast as I used to be. <laughs> like,
1: that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of baggage, bro. A lot of pressure. Of baggage, a lot of pressure. <laughs> <lot of> pressure.
0: <laughs> Bear not stumble. Yeah,
1: but that's what like if anyone uh, reads books or anything like that, like maybe read a different book. To yeah. Kind of, to kind of, uh, it's it's all about how you look at the act of it. You know what I mean? If you look at the act of it as you're going to get something from it, then you're going to get something from it.
0: Well, we talk all the time about expand, doing, a try, going outside your bound, normal boundaries, and pushing yeah. yourself outside that and trying new things. And you know, we have to practice. You know, do it, do it as well. Practice you know, we you know, it's like everybody struggles with these things. Yeah, I, that,
1: I think that's what I mean. You also talked about uh, trying to get audible, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, right now, especially in L, I would say this in for me in L.A. When I'm in my car driving all over the place, right. Audible is very convenient, yeah, you know, right? because I could just pop it on uh, in the car and listen. I always wondered though if if listening to books like audiobooks, do you still get the same grasp as reading it?
0: I don't know. I mean, I've I've not really, you know, the closest thing to really doing audible books that I've done thus far that I would equate where I get knowledge and information or a story is a podcast. Yeah. Listening to podcasts. But um, I don't know, because I'm a person that when I it depends on what I'm reading, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I do like to go back and. I'll re-read a line and then I may go right back and reread it just to fully absorb that line. Yeah. I might even make a note, you know, a, about a, a, par- a page or a paragraph or something, you know, just to what my impression of it or what I got out of it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I do feel like there's there might be something that's sort of lacking you know, with an audible consumption as far as being able to really mull over something and really absorb it. But
1: well, I look at like podcasting,
0: but for convenience and like for probably for consuming more things, it's audiobooks. be a a choice. Yeah, maybe. I
1: I look at like the information I have through podcasts, right? I know it, but it's in my head. It's it's not deep. It's not deep. It's foggy.
0: That's right? kind of how I feel. I feel it's like, like
1: a, it's like a muddled, like it's foggy. It's not as is is clear
0: for deep understanding. I I definitely would prefer a book. Yeah, you know, because 100%. I
1: think the of it. When you're reading a book, you're reading it in Activ-
0: your, You activate your imagination, yeah. your mind. Like even, you know, if it's a story that a character's on, yeah. you know, that What's you're the reading. the way you
1: are reading. It's, it's unique to you.
0: Absolutely. It's a story you're literally creating just for yourself. It yeah. really is, you know, like that. Yeah. You know, you're your own director.
1: Exactly. So that's why, like, any books I've read, the information or the stories are much clearer. They're more vivid. They're more... They're more, I could feel it, right? But information I learned through podcasts or watching videos or something, it's it's hazy. You know, it's not as clear. So, you know, I, I do want to get Audible. I do want to get it just for the convenience of it and for the consumption aspect of it. But then we I think, you know, at the end you are sacrificing quality for quantity. Well,
0: that's where I point, would just make right? that decision, you yeah. know, depending on the book. Yeah. I think I would, you know, either throw it into the Audible section and listen to it on Audible or I would actually go buy that book and then, you know, read it. Yeah. So, um do I
1: think I'll be getting Audible? Yes, I do think I'll be getting Audible. Well, congratulations. Uh, yeah, Audible if you want to <laughs> sponsor the podcast, uh the Evolved Idiots podcast, we we are up and coming. We are the the best podcast out right now. I'm not just talking shit.
0: I mean, <laughs> Joe Rogan's leaving town. So Joe Rogan's leaving like, LA. I don't know, maybe it is. So
1: LA is for LA is for the, the winners. It's, no, for, it's, it's for the, t- it's for the taking. <laughs> it's for the taking. So audible <laughs> of all these podcasts. My name is Mike Mendoza
0: um, <laughs> sponsors, please, please.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I look forward to, I look forward to getting it. Um, and i will have a review of what i think the the app is you know it's 14.99 a month right but you only get one download with that you know
0: it, it does feel like it could be more yeah you know
1: yeah, especially you know like but, hbo hbo max is the same price i get unlimited hbo content
0: well that's an interesting way to look at it yeah so, uh, if you were looking I, at i content was, try- period. I, was I've, I was being more um more gracious in thinking about it on the lines that if you bought every book you know well you know 14 bucks to buy a book it's really not that bad i guess but if you look at it like a streaming service, yeah. which is really what the way, it is, y- it really is what it is. You don't a physical copy. That's the thing. Like you don't. That's the di- that's the true difference. Yeah. You don't get a physical copy. Yeah. So you're truly, it's a disposable commodity. Same it thing really, we're like, really is a streaming service. Yeah. It should be. Now that you said this, it it's re- a DSL. It a, really should be structured streaming. like, yeah. spot uh, Spotify or Netflix or. Definitely, Hulu, yeah. Like if you look at like, them. Spotify, uh, you direct really your phone, nine ninety nine a month. You stream twenty everything. bucks a month <laughs> as many but book, uh, unlimited books. Yeah, there should be an unlimited plan.
1: I will say this in terms of audio books, I'll even be willing to go thirty bucks a month if I could stream as many of it as I want to. That would be my price cap for it, though. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, fuck, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, there's no visual aspect to it.
1: Yeah. It, there's no visual aspect, and it is
0: a streaming service. I mean, I understand that it's it's somebody's, you know, time and effort, and they wrote a book, but... You know, shows are time and efforts. You know, mus- the music industry has had, to ad- has had to adapt. And I don't see as many Barnes and Nobles uh, and Books of Millions out there anymore. So, yeah. you know. Borders Books has
1: been the fuck out of here.
0: I, I get Yeah. <laughs> that shit don't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's time to rethink how your revenue streams are going to come in in the future.
1: Yeah. And then the cool hipster shops are all closed right now. The last bookstore here in L.A., closed right now because we can't go in.
0: Yeah. But that is a badass bookstore. I do like to see, like, old uh, traditional things like that, nostalgic bookstores like that. You know, I don't really care, you know, Books A Million, places like that, Barnes & Noble. They're not around...
1: I fuck with Barnes and Noble. Though. I mean, I'm not I saying I. It's I don't have
0: anything against them. Yeah. I'm just saying, like they're they do feel like every other store. They're just carrying books. Yeah. Versus like the last bookstore, like which is an experience, It's very unique. You yeah. know, It's an old school like bookstore feel to it. Labyrinth. <laughs> you have, a book Labyrinth, it. like, you have it's, different. It's it's
1: different shit in yeah, there. Yeah.
0: It's very unique.
1: Which I like it because they those did are the make ones I, those
0: are the ones that that deserve to survive. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I hope they do. Yeah.
1: I hope, because like we said before, is like those businesses deserve to survive because it's like, as a kid, going to like the comic book store bookstore was fucking cool, you know what I mean? Like, and without those local spots, like the last bookstore, I can only imagine what going to that spot is like as a kid. Like going through the book labyrinth and like- Like
0: the never-ending story. You know what I mean? Like it, it must be fucking amazing. That's the kid. kind of bookstore where you find the the never ending Story book. That is. That's that kind of bookstore. Yeah.
1: Or that weird. It's uh,
0: like you find it over in the dusty corner, <laughs> and you yeah. blow off the dust, and you're like, "What is this?" Yeah. And turn the page and open it up, and it's unlocks some. Or cra- it's where you crazy. find
1: the book from the Ninth Gate that opens <laughs> in Hell the gates to Hell. De- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could be that too. But yeah, for for anyone living in LA that has not ever been to the last bookstore. Yeah. Once it opens back up, go to it. It's a fucking awesome experience.
0: Yeah, it's go there, a, buy a book.
1: Go there, buy they a book. They also
0: have a whole other, one of the other things I like about it is it's not just the section, you know, the main part of the store that's very adventure, adventure feel to it, you yeah, know, old school adventure. But it's got that other room off to the side that's like for the rare books, the rare books yeah. and the, you know, the
1: baller books.
0: Yeah. They're more expensive, obviously, but yeah. like it's first more, editions of everything. Yeah, it's very crazy. cool. Like they, it's not. So go there. Yeah. Support it. You Support know, buy it. Buy a
1: book. Last bookstore. Buy any
0: book, an expensive book, a yeah. cheap book, but buy a book. Buy a book. We
1: love you. Last bookstore. Um, Yeah. Like I think all these things are super important. Like we, like experiences, right? Like, the experience of going to the last bookstore for us as grown men blew our fucking minds. So I was like, it's cool because they have certain spots for social media too, right? Like uh the little entrance with like you could take a photo of your head in between the books and all yeah. crazy shit like that yeah. that people can enjoy and show their friends. It's an experience with
0: well, I would imagine a business like that too probably doesn't have a huge marketing budget nor no. nor a need for one if they're if they do it right which is if they incorporate their store into self you know selfie spots yeah well,
1: which is where I think retail is going yeah. I think that as retail starts to stop and malls start to close in order to adapt to the change, these stores are going to need to be more experience based to kind of get through it.
0: I mean, it's you something know? that I think it's interesting because I sort of feel like cannabis, like got the jump on this early because, you know, as an industry, you're not allowed to really do normal traditional marketing for the most part. So it forces you to be creative even online is so social media is like your main platforms to be able to do any kind yeah. of advertising, but you can't really do out and out advertising either. Cause you can't show product. You can't so ad, you know, ads for sales, so certain things you can't do in different places. But if you do events or you build your shops or you do certain things that allow you to be you know, creative and allow your, your customers and consumers to become part of, it. part of it so that it's an experience, there's something about it that, that makes them want to share that experience with their friends through, on their social media then it kind of does the marketing for you. Of and course. it's interesting because I think you're right. I think we could see a lot of other industries kind of start to use this, this approach yeah. to, to, to reach people. It, it really, it really builds a strong consumer base as well for, for a brand, I think through doing that.
1: Yeah. Because what you can't buy online, you can't buy experience online.
0: Yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you
1: can buy the product. Yeah. But the experience
0: of going to get the product—that's it—at
1: this place, like you know, like or or
0: even events that's you know, yeah. like so, so different other companies, you know, a lot of companies out there host events oh, that are very to, experiential in the way that they're done. You know, yeah. like we did the thing with uh this this the, secret the, the, gr- walls. the graffiti shop, yeah, secret yeah. walls secret here walls in L.A. Dope. Yeah, you know, where you had interactive, you know, I got graffiti art. What and, was that?
1: The '70s van you guys all had out there? Yeah, took the photo in the '70s van. at sent into yeah. my uh my email but that was a dope experience yeah you know what i mean it's a cool picture to have it's a cool it's something for you to take with you you know yeah I mean? there was so a lot
0: going on there now that i think about on. there was the live graffiti artist there was the van that yeah. was interactive there was sublime was there yeah like there was a lot going on
1: uh, there was an open bar open yeah they ran out of they ran out of uh, they ran out of, <laughs> of booze though. I remember going to that and some bugger.
0: very very cool artwork like yeah. just all over.
1: Very cool shit, but see that the whole th- the whole night you
0: walked in and it was like <laughs> whoosh. It was you felt like you were walking into a, a mini festival yeah. almost. That
1: whole night was about the experience, not about like the product.
0: No, it, not at all. The product wasn't even there. Yeah, you know, it was just. You know, hopefully that it leaves an impression this is what we're about and this is, you know, what we what we want to present to people and give them the opportunities to share this kind of experience with us. Yeah.
1: So that's what I think everything's moving towards or that it will eventually evolve into is uh, experience based retail is what I think it's going to turn into because.
0: Experience based advertising. Yeah. yeah. Marketing approaches. Yeah, for
1: sure. And it makes it more fun. It makes it more fun. I think like all these cool experiences will evolve into something we don't even think about or have knowledge. You know what I mean? Like the imagination will run wild and then like the the way we buy clothes will be fucking nuts. It's really
0: the evolution of product placement. Yeah. You know, Yeah, in, in existing media.
1: Eventually it won't be the mall you go to. It's going to be... Meow Wolf, <laughs> the fucking interactive.
0: What's Meow Wolf? You don't know what
1: Meow Wolf is? No, what is this? So, Meow Wolf is like this interactive exhibition. They have, they have. I believe it's in New Mexico right now. They're going to. Oh, they're, oh. they're supposed to have one in Vegas.
0: I do know what this they're is. They're building them all over the yeah, place. So, it's okay. like an
1: interactive art installation of like.
0: I do know this. Very
1: trippy shit for either, those that you who haven't seen it. Uh, Instagram Meow Wolf or YouTube Meow Wolf, but it's very trippy shit. It's a cool experience to go to that I want to go to. But I feel like, <laughs> what if going to the mall was like going to Meow Wolf? Like you went into these like weird different rooms and they're like, oh, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's Journeys, you know what I mean? Or that, that's jc penny over there in, in Alice in Wonderland land, you know what I mean? Like you have to go through the whole thing to to, to get what you want. That'd well, but a lot, yeah. But <laughs> they,
0: most people aren't going to go through all that. Yeah,
1: I guess if you've done the amount of psychedelics that we've done, uh, doing that that would make shopping more
0: more fun for sure. That's what I'm. Saying. I kind of do. I, I kind That's why I resort to ordering more stuff now because I. It's a hassle to go to the store. Like yeah. If it's a, such a hassle, like you got to make it worth the time. I, it's got to be something I'm going to really enjoy. Like Meow
1: Wolf. You're like, I got I mean, go you know, to go a new pair of Nikes. Let me go through Meow Wolf <laughs> and pick that bitch up. You know? Meow Wolf Nike. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the place here in LA does a lot of uh, interesting, interactive immersive. The dome? The dome, the wisdom. I, I, you know, I, it's I've funny. not been down there, but.
1: I, 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 th- I think I've been down there once. This was a hazy night. Uh, maybe <laughs> I've been down there. Uh, but I don't remember it being that cool, though.
0: Now, do you think that you have enough recollection of this night to be able to give a fair assessment?
1: I think I do. I think maybe I went in with too much high of expectations, but I remember it falling short of expectations. Do you also,
0: how much of it do you think was the exact show that you were there to experience? Because it's not always the same show. Yeah, yeah. Versus the setup and actual, like, limitations of the uh, facilities.
1: I think both, I think both. Also, it's it's my inner hater coming out. Probably, I was like, man, fuck all these people. <laughs> I was like, Look at all these weird weirdos here. But I was one of the weirdos, of course,
0: right yeah. But
1: it was probably my inner hater and it falling Feared short. Loathing
0: at the wisdom. Yeah, I was like, fuck them, you know. Like I was
1: out there. Uh, but it, it it fell short of expectations I think for myself from what maybe I built it up to be in my head to what it actually was to me uh, hating on on the the fake hippies pulling up in their in their G wagons
0: <laughs> I was yeah. like
1: yeah I mean this shit ain't real <laughs> you guys aren't real
0: I mean it has to be more than just. Uh you know the the late, ticket and go I ahead. mean the laser light shows of back in the day yeah. that people used to go to I mean it's got to be more than just an evolution of showing you know of projecting images on the wall on, on a you know dome. Every, on a dome yeah. you know 360 degrees above you and behind you and everything yeah. it's got to be more than that it's i almost feel like it needs to feel like uh like you're literally experiencing, uh, a hallucinogenic experience while you're going through it for, for this type of event, yeah. like, you know, if you're going to, for, to, exp- to one of these events, that's kind of what you're trying to go yeah. to experience without having to, to be on those substances.
1: What's, what's the last event you've went to that was similar to that?
0: Um, probably one of the, the best, uh, was, uh, the electric Daisy festival.
1: So t- tell me about it.
0: I mean, it was very tell, tell the
1: people. About and it. I think I got to run to the restroom. Really cool.
0: I see, and I think that, <laughs> and I think that you know, I've talked about this before. Like, I think EDM is is has does the best job of of these things, but it's really a festival where there are you know, everything that you can imagine, like, you know, there are people walking around on stilts that are dressed as giant trees. There are different, uh, just way far out there characters and uh it it really does feel like a mad hallucinogenic sort of experience um when you're there. And then you combine that with the music going on at that at different stages, depending on where you're at in the facilities. And it just really adds to the environment. And especially on an event like that, um, you know, as it turns from day into night, you know, the whole environment kind of shifts again because then the lighting comes into more of a play at nighttime, even more so than during the day. So at daytime, you get to see the people more and, you know, you're kind of interacting with people maybe a bit more at nighttime. You really get lost in the lighting effects. And that's not even the best, you know, event out there like that. You know, I would say Tomorrowland is probably the most magnificent. Have you been to that? I haven't, man. I really want to go. Where's that at? Um typically it's held in Belgium. Okay. Um, I, I would love to go to Tomorrowland. This would be an amazing experience. Um, you know, but there are some others here in the States, you know, um, there's, there's some like electric forests and yeah, things like this that's in the Midwest yeah. that are really good and interactive and a lot of fun. I understand. I haven't been to one of those yet. Yeah, we talked
1: about Burning Man before all that. Burning shit.
0: Man's out here, yeah. you know, on this side is, you know,
1: you know, it was dope that I went to, I went there with Kyle and Josh was a virtual reality thing. It was called the void. So so I how so was it though. It was fucking awesome. I've been there twice. I've Wait, been there How long ago was this? Um this was probably in January. I went to it probably yeah, right after Christmas or before that is when I went to the Void for the second time. The, the first time I went for, like, a Star Wars thing. Yeah. The second one was, like, a, an Avengers Marvel thing. So I was in fucking heaven. I was like, yes! So
0: what is it? Real? How good is it,
1: though? It's fucking awesome because you're physically walking through this place. So it's, like, you put on the VR stuff and you get to f- touch things. And, like, it's it really – they do a great job of making it feel like you're actually there.
0: So um, – This is, like, video games – This is like going to be the evolution of video games. I think.
1: Well, like it's the thing. It's like, you know, when you play VR, because you need to have a
0: facility to be able to like. If you're playing Call of Duty, you literally need to have the VR goggles on, but also be moving through the complex physically. Exactly. Like, I don't want to
1: have that type of like. There's VR shit you could do at home, but it sucks because you're not. You can't really do it. Yeah, it's it's not like. I'm walking through the thing, right? You know what I mean, like with the void going to the void. It was like you're actually walking through things and like feeling like level, like the ground shit. Like they do a great fucking job of of making it feel like you're really there. So the experience of it was fantastic. Like going through the whole Star Wars experience and the Avengers experience, it's cool because then you could
0: how realistic. Pretty pretty you, fucking realistic.
1: Pretty realistic. Out of ten. I'd probably give it a seven. Mm. A seven. And I'm I'm a harsh critic. Seven. Like I'm not I don't you know what I mean? Like a seven, that's for room and for improvement.
0: Sure. Sure. That's like, that's, that's higher though than you know well, how close to how close to you know, a hollow deck that we see in sci fi? Oh, it's how it's, close to that is it? It's there. Really, it's like there. Like, I'll break. Let's once shit reopens, let's go to the void. So the only thing you really don't get are like smells. I want to say
1: that in some VR stuff there are smells. Interesting. Like, yeah, you know, like, to, rep-
0: to represent the environment, you know.
1: Yeah, no, like I, I think there is. Like, I, I, it's a little bit hazy in my head, but I think there is. But I, going through it, it was just like, holy shit, that was like. That was it. You know what I mean? Because especially for us, you know, we have this idea of what VR is, like virtual reality. Like, right. For me, virtual reality has always, uh, <laughs> it's always fell short of expectations. Like, ah, this shit's whatever. Like, it kind of sucks.
0: That's why I'm skeptical.
1: Yeah. But the first, the first time I went to the void, I was like, wow, that was like. What you thought it was going to be when you were a kid. You
0: know what I mean? Like, Interesting. it is
1: where it is right now, where you thought it would be as a kid.
0: How big is the contraption that you have to wear? What is the apparatus that you put on to, so exp- you have to experience like, it?
1: Kind of like a weight vest, right? Like, you have a weight vest with sensors. So, you, you know, like it knows where you're at. And then you have your VR goggle headset.
0: How um, big and heavy is that headset? You really like? don't feel it.
1: Because it's on this apparatus. Yeah. Like, you don't feel it. And then once you put it on, you see your- Have you ever
0: worn a GoPro on your head?
1: Yeah, I have. Does that annoy you? A little bit.
0: How does it compare to this apparatus?
1: It's better because the apparatus yeah. is... The apparatus is better? It's made for that shit. It's made for you to like move around and... and uh,
0: so is it connected to your shoulders or something to give it support? So it's not like weighing on your neck? Correct. Yeah. So you've got it weighing on your shoulders. It's through Attached here, to the chest vest.
1: And the back. So I think it's weighted probably a little bit better. But it's cool because you put on the headset and then... You see your other buddies,
0: so you don't feel stiff or awkward wearing no. it, wearing
1: it. No, you see your other buddies and they're like moving around. You see them moving around as like Iron Man or whatever. It's it's crazy.
0: Like I'm like, hey, do this, do this. And so how accurate or how good does it look in comparison to like watching the movies? It's different. They're consumed differently. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but how how good are the visuals?
1: Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Like. I I think like if I bring you there, we'll we'll leave and you'll be like, dude, I'm pretty fucking. Important. There's no
0: tracking delay issues when you're with the movements nope. or anything.
1: Nope. Interesting. Do a pretty fucking good job. And the void. I know they're popping up different places. Like
0: yeah, we should check this. I should check this out. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah, they're popping up all over. You know, all over the states right now. I, I do want to go to the actual one where it's like a huge warehouse warehouse.
0: That sounds interesting. Yeah. I've heard that there's some developments of of this maybe out here somewhere.
1: Yeah. Like there's – I think there's one they're building somewhere maybe in the Inland Empire or something. But for now, like the void I went to just – it was in the mall. It was in Glendale Galleria. Interesting. Wow. But the space, like they use it properly. You don't feel like you're in something small. You actually feel like you're going through different – Different shit. It's pretty, pretty dope.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to go check this out. Yeah.
1: Hopefully. Come I mean, in. <laughs> Hopefully I mean soon, it yeah. really
0: depends on the regulations too. I mean, you could limit this to smaller groups to have it open. It's really just how you would disinfect the gear.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about this, when you go, you're already in a small group anyway. You're like limited to like, I think four people at a time. Like or oh. less. Oh, so it's like the time me and Kyle went, it was just me, Kyle, and Josh. So it was just three of us at a time.
0: Wouldn't it be wild if they did this on like the size of a warehouse platform and then they left it so it was like open open player gameplay like it is online? Oh my god. So then like anybody could just show up to so you wouldn't be like like in a non-COVID world, obviously, but yeah where you could like show up with your four, four, four friends and like other people could be showing up with their friends as well. And you're all entering this, this warehouse of (laughs) of virtual reality for like call of duty or something, just like you would online, except it's like in person, interactive, like, bam, you're out. Like, you know, like, Oh, that'd be so dope. That would be wild. Yeah. Talk about a way to get people exercising. Yeah. I can make some interactive virtual reality video games for people to play. See, I mean, all about presentation, like just like we said earlier, yeah. like marketing and presentation, yeah, how to present too?
1: it. You're talking about imagination. You, just yeah, use that too,
0: that right too. There. there we go. Wow. So,
1: like, yeah, man. Like, once that <laughs> shit opens back up, we gotta go. Yeah, we have to fucking go. I, I have a, I have a feeling that after November. <laughs> I don't, I, I, feeling, I don't have this same I have feeling. feeling. I don't know where you keep getting this feeling. I have a feeling.
0: November. See, are you are you a skeptic? You think it's all a hoax? No, I don't. I think that But that's what you're insinuating by making the statement. No, I think it's
1: it's a uh, I think it's a thing. It's contagious. It's it is a virus, right? But just like all viruses, it's it's here. It's not will it ever disappear? No. Will it
0: Or are you just trying to say that you think the news coverage of it will change strategically after november i
1: think the news coverage
0: depending on who wins
1: now i think the news coverage period after after november I I i feel like the news coverage period will be like will be like all right like we found uh we found out like you know like these are the actual things this is what it is uh, spend that money because christmas is coming up let's bo- boost the economy up again i don't i don't right I, I, I don't
0: think that i think, I think that i think that could be the message if biden wins <laughs> but if trump wins i think that the covid situation has been such a blemish on him and it's hurt his poll numbers so dramatically in very key states that I think the media will continue to drive this if he wins. If he wins, as as because it's he's he's basically abdicated responsibility at this point for it. So I mean, they could just ride this, and if it can, the numbers keep going up. I mean, they could continue to make this the big story well into next year yeah, if he, well, if he is reelected. Well, I think and,
1: with whoever controls the media they play for the same team as, as the they the one-party government? They do, but there
0: is some derision about Trump specifically. Yeah. I mean, the powers that be, I think, would be much happier having, you know, Mike Pence or Mitch McConnell or Paul Ryan or somebody along. A uh, uh, Mitt Romney would be, you know, probably ideal, you know, in, gonna, their, in their minds. I'm going
1: this the week before Christmas. Mean you're going to go to the void, and it's going to be a normal shopping. A normal shopping. <laughs>
0: Whatever.
1: I'm calling it right now. We're going to go to Glendale Galleria the week before Christmas, and it's going to be business as usual.
0: Not here in in Cali. Oh, it will be. Not here I'm in Cali. Calling it. Dude. Are, are we getting a new governor or Beaufort then? No, he'll he's
1: he's going to have uh, other things to do at that point. He's going to uh, have uh, more prostitutes and more coke to snort at that time. So. I think it'd be interesting be business this, as usual it' will be
0: interesting to see if he still tries to pursue his his pathway to higher offices
1: oh man so many people are pissed off it's not gonna happen yeah, I know. him to and Garcetti oftentimes fuck out of here I
0: think it would be I think it's it's you would you'd be surprised at the amount of times that people move up into more powerful positions to leave a position where they're often you know basically being ran out of mm-hmm. But they have enough name recognition, and truthfully, unless you live here in California, what does the rest of the country know about like what's
1: Governor you know, Newsom?
0: Yeah, I mean, they just know that he's like poster boy, sort of. He's, you know, related to Pelosi, blah blah blah. he's yeah. he he looks good, he speaks well. You know, that's all they really know, probably. Yeah, I get it. I mean, for
1: for people that are easily bought, maybe he could sell them. He could sell them some snake oil, but yeah. For me, nah. Yeah. But I am calling it week before I don't think so, man. What what bet should we make? If if we go into the mall, all right, these are the if we go into the mall, (laughs) no masks on, willy nilly, doing whatever we do, like it like it was quote unquote pre COVID.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I will be very happy if if this is the case.
1: All right, if that happens.
0: But we're not going to likely have a vaccine by then, at least not by current estimates.
1: If it happens. And I don't
0: see them removing uh, uh, all the, I just don't see them easing up that much without a vaccine.
1: I'm saying that they're going to ease up that much. If I win, you get me a bottle of Templeton rye. If you win and there's precautions of wearing gloves, masks, and we go to the mall like that, I buy you some Templeton rye.
0: Either way, we get some Templeton rye. Either way, we get some Templeton rye. <laughs> Templeton rye, hey. Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's
0: up, guys? Deal. Yeah, for sure. And I know
1: this is faux pas right now, but let's shake hands on that one. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. There you go. Oh no, we shook hands. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but either way, we get Templeton rye. Um, anything you got going on this upcoming week, anything you got planned? Ah, uh, just a lot of work, man. A lot of work. That's about it. Yeah. Me, it's just standing by waiting for word if we can open back up or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Th- I mean, some things have slowed down a little bit in certain places, but other places it's uh, trucking right along for Yeah. us. So it's still, yeah. still plenty to do. The
1: weed industry right now, undefeated. <laughs>
0: I mean, it is interesting. It's proving, you know, recession proof. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I mean, there are companies, the, the better ran companies in the industry are still, you know, hiring people. You know, yeah. they're not hiring for, you know, maybe C-level or upper management as much uh, as previous. Uh, they're not doing as many celebrity uh, deals for yeah. endorsements, you know, as before. Um if anything it's it's forced them to be a little more probably responsible with how they're trying to spend their their the their money. resources and and do their growth but um yeah otherwise you know there's still been hiring going on and you know expansions yeah. and you know as long as cities keep opening up to um you know letting it into their communities then you know the companies are going to keep moving forward the ones that have the you know, knowledge, experience, and mm-hmm. resources to do so. Yeah. It's 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 very interesting considering that so many industries have really been impacted oh by the God. shutdown and, and everything else. I mean, I, I'm I feel very fortunate. Yeah. And, you know, I know uh, you know I, I just think, you know, it, it's it's so inter- it's so interesting that it's still a divisive, you know, conversation for much of the country. Um, even though much of the country, you know, has favorable laws toward it now, yeah. or, and are slowly progressing that way, there are still a lot of people that have a, a negative feeling about it. But it's hard to deny the job growth and the economic like all impact. All the people that, that have, have negative feelings
1: about it, I guarantee you, have some sort of liquor in their house so they could uh, oh, for get sure. off their high horse and shut the fuck up. For sure, you know. Not
0: all of them. Some of them are there. There are people that are just very, you know. They don't like the vices, you know, alcohol, yeah. you know, drugs of any kind. Yeah. I get that and I respect but it. But no one's
1: forcing you to do that. I anything. respect
0: respect that. But at the same time, if we want to get back to freedoms and, and being in America, it should be, you know, as a as a grown adult, it should be our choice to be able to decide whether how what we want to put into our bodies and how what we want to experience in life. Yeah. Especially if it and 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 maybe only, but Especially if it's a something, it's a situation where, with you know, cannabis or even other you know, psychedelics, mushrooms, or whatever, um, it's not affecting anyone else. Yeah. It's not hurting anyone else. Yeah. You know.
1: Or you know, like. If you don't want to do it, don't do it.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we'll
1: we'll continue to take you know, some shrooms and smoke don't, some weed. Don't don't <laughs> don't try
0: and sell your Jesus to me, and yeah. I won't try and sell my cannabis to you. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, and we'll both be happy and agree, and we you can talk about. you could coexist. We can. I'll be happy to talk about religion and Jesus with you. Yeah. You know, I, but I still won't make you smoke my my cannabis.
1: <laughs> yeah, like for for me this week, let's. I mean, hopefully some good news comes out. I doubt it. I feel like it's going to get progress. I think you know, maybe we might have second stay-at-home orders that come to LA. I'm not sure, but it's not.
0: I've heard you know rumors. Yeah,
1: it's not looking great. You know, like for the martial arts fitness industry, it's not looking great right now. If you. Uh, run a business. In now a is the
0: time to start your underground fight club. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, you know? I do know a lot of places are um, kind of rebelling against the. the the. Um,
0: I've heard of this rebelling like, against yeah.
1: the government, but it's also like uh, any lifeblood for the fitness industry, like is signups, right? Like you have to sign people up. So it's like you can have your existing membership base still be there. Yeah. But if no one new is signing up and you're only. Where's your
0: revenue coming from? Yeah.
1: You don't, you're, you're, you're going to be a losing business. Yeah. If you go the underground route, you know, like you're still going to lose cause you're not signing nearly as many people yeah. up as you would.
0: Ob- you Ob- know, obviously so not. It's a,
1: uh, it's a tough, it's a tough fucking It's, it's a tough fucking time for me. And I know for, you know uh, you know, the guys I work for, And, um, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens this fucking week. I feel like what's going to happen tomorrow is Garcetti is going to give the second stay at home orders. And if that happens, I'm going to leave LA for, for a little bit. (laughs) If it happens, I'll only come back to LA
0: to do the podcast. If that (laughs) happens, if that happens, you might not be able to leave. Um, I mean, how many States have quarantines against California right now?
1: I don't know, they could try to stop. Be like, no, I came from, <laughs> I came from Idaho. There's your
0: driver's license, where's that? It's California. Tags, are Cali too. Yeah. yeah, you're kind of screwed.
1: But I'll be like, I haven't lived in California for a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still rocking the Washington license. Yeah, see. So but I got Cali tags. So yeah. I
1: don't so you can confuse them. I'm gonna be. Li- I'm gonna. <laughs> you can confuse. Be like, I lived in California. I don't know but where but I'm lived, from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested. Uh, I'll be looking to see if any more, uh, things drop about, uh, the government, uh, acknowledging the existence of, of UFOs this week, <laughs> yeah. every, every week they're dripping something. Yes. La- last week it was a story in the times. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and I've also seen online where. Um, Eric Weinstein or maybe yeah, it's Eric Weinstein is talking about uh, some scientists that he knows at CERN had some some material delivered to them for examination that was that was by their recommendations, not not from this earth. And then obviously now the story with the Times comes out and it's like, yeah, what is our I mean, our government is picking a really interesting time. Where there's a lot of distractions to be, this would be, be the, releasing this. This would be the greatest time to do it. The most earth shattering news any other time, but with yeah. COVID and the election and the protests and everything, it's 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 getting really kind of overlooked.
1: Barried, yeah. Well, I also look at it for me. It's like this is,
0: but it, it is, literally means that there are either there either. That You're it, going to
1: acknowledge the existence of,
0: of UFOs. Of, which either means that there is, is something or someone coming from another planet in this reality, yeah. or someone or something is traveling between realities and dimensions beside us, and they're not traveling across the universe, but they're traveling interdimensionally. One of the two is maybe possible,
1: See, according to
0: this evidence. You know what's funny is like... That's crazy.
1: Yeah. You know, any other time, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is great, right? Like, we get to, all right.
0: I mean, <laughs> this is the one thing that we've talked about that would unite humanity. It would destroy the concept of or change the way religion is viewed in many ways as well. I I, I agree.
1: It depends on how this, these... I mean, we're not there yet. Other, yeah, like, we're not there yet. How they come across, but right?
0: it's like it's like the government's like here. You know, a few months ago, they released the the video of the pilot, and mm-hmm. you know all that. Yeah, and it's like just they're starting to trickle out this information. And I understand from one of this report from one of the reports that they've actually Congress has is now going to require the the program that the Pentagon was running to track this. Congress has now requested an actual a formal update, and so um we're going to we're going to you know get more information in a few more months as well right apparently
1: oh shit well
0: that's that's what's up this we'll, week <laughs> we'll talk about that
1: the next podcast, <laughs> but um other than that, this has been episode number eleven Once. Ooh. Of the Evolved Idiots Podcast. Remember, guys, you can find us now on all your fav- favorite yeah, we're streaming services. Not everywhere,
0: but we're a lot of places. We're a lot now. of places. YouTube, Facebook. You so you can f- follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but you know, you can listen to us on YouTube, you can listen to us on Stitcher. Yeah. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes Spotify, Google. Yeah. Podcasts. I yeah. don't know. Maybe there's another one I'm forgetting, but we're if multiplying. You dig it, we're multiplying. Yeah.
1: If you dig it, subscribe, hit the like button.
0: Uh, we love doing these things, guys. We don't divide and multiply. We unify and multiply.
1: Damn. Well, there you have it. Episode number 11. My name is Mike Mendoza. This is-
0: Matthew Nathaniel.
1: And we beat you would do. Later.